Hey, I'm Tanya, and this is a Page of My Diary podcast where I will be talking about past and current events and life experiences. And as you can see by the title, this is about the strong black woman, or at least the idea or the myth of the strong black woman. And this topic is like very heavy on my heart um, in the midst of everything that's going on right now um, in America, in the world. Um, the coronavirus, you know, COVID-19, trying to trying to maintain your health and then just the social justice, the social justice um, protest and, you know, fighting for equality um, in the midst of all of this. There has been so many different stories about black women and the in the detriment of black women. And I've seen a lot of black women, um, including myself, speaking out about how um, we experience discrimination um, two ways. We experience um, racial discrimination and sexism and how that's that's called, you know, the intersectionality or the double minority of a black woman. And I just wanted to talk about it because it's, it's just heavy on my heart. Um, this might sound more like a rant than a podcast, but I just have a few thoughts because um it stemmed from the young girl. Her name was Toyin was her nickname, I believe, but her name was Alua Toyin Salu. I believe that was her name. Um, she was 19 years old. She was an activist and she tweeted out about a guy um, raping her. And shortly after, um, she disappeared shortly after that. And then they found her body. The guy that raped her, murdered her. And some of her tweets talked about how she was out here on the front lines, you know, fighting for the same people that were her oppressors and her abusers. And um, it just it, it really, really, really broke my heart. And it's just very telling of the state of a lot of us black women. Um, and it's unfortunate that, you know, even within our community, we don't always feel protected and um we don't feel like black men give you know they protect us like they should they don't speak out for us like they should and they even oppress us and let me just preface this by saying if you are a black man who speak out for black women and protect black women i am not talking about you and also i am aware that there are trash black women who can abuse and oppress black men so I'm aware of that as well. But this is specifically just about the 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 reality that that us as black women face as double minorities um, and the struggles. And and even when we speak out about it, it's just like this is not the time to talk about that. So when is the time like when will be the time? When is the time for us to talk about our plight? When is when is the perfect time to talk about what we have to endure? And um it's, it's this, it made me think about the idea of the strong black woman. And um, I'm going to debunk that. You know, this podcast is basically about debunking the idea of or the myth of the strong black woman um, because it, it really does us more harm than good. Um, even for myself personally, like I am a I'm a, you know, a, a black woman. I'm a single mother. So I'm the, you know, the primary caregiver of my son and my the primary breadwinner in my household. No, the only one in my household. And, you know, I have to work. I have to take care of my son. I have to, you know, attempt to take care of myself. And it's a lot on me. But me, I 
am not carrying that mantle. I'm not wearing that cape anymore. I'm tired. I have mental health issues. I struggle with anxiety. I go through, you know, moments of depression. You know, I get sick. And I think we should have more space to say those things. You know, it um, kind of makes me think of like uh, the story that Serena Williams told um, about her being in the hospital and they literally dismissed her pain. And it's been so many studies shown how even in the in health, we experience health disparities because doctors literally don't believe that we are in pain or we are as sick as we are. And um, just even, you know, even within our community, you know, we're told to be quiet. Sometimes I feel like there's even an erasure of the black woman. Um, and, and an example is like Breonna Taylor. And it's unfortunate for all of the lives that that have been taken by police or just unjustly taken but it's very telling that um the outrage for george floyd and brianna taylor was killed i want to say two or three weeks before and it hasn't made it, it it didn't provoke us like george floyd did and even now you know the people who killed the police that killed brianna taylor are still not uh, arrested or charged and i'm just where is the outrage for her where's the outrage for a black woman where was the outrage for toying um just recently you know a black woman was thrown in a trash can by black men a black woman was crashing ahead with a skateboard by black men where is the outrage you know r kelly tortured and, and raped and molested and took advantage and was the oppressor of so many black women and it took years for us to be outraged when a documentary dropped. And some people still are not that outraged. They're, they're still blaming the women and um, trying to hold them accountable for being raped and taken advantage of, which I am so confused. And so I, I'm not going to, you know, go on and on and beat a dead horse. But there's a couple of thoughts that I would that I want to get out is one. I really believe that us as black women, we need to get off the front lines of every of everything. Like, of course, I want us to continue to use our voice, speak out about things, but we don't have to be on the front lines for everything. We don't have to be on the front lines for black men all the time. They they need to be on the front lines protecting us, you know, um, we we put our bodies we literally put our bodies on the front line and and risk our safety uh for 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 some people who wouldn't do it for us and um i just don't like that and so i i i'm, I'm speaking out about it you know um there it's not it's not a secret that some black men have even divested in black women and um so they wouldn't even risk they wouldn't even risk their lives for us. So, you know, when I see all these protests and, and everything, I'm happy to see changes being made. We're fighting for equality. But as black women, be mindful. And I would say just choose wisely your battles. You know, I, I, I'll say this because um, this is what I was thinking about with George Floyd. Um situation which is very sad and heartbreaking and i pray that he gets justice and i pray that all of those cops get charged um but i feel like 
black women are all out here protesting. We we just out here lit. We are fired up, ready to protect the men. And I even seen a a protest sign that said when George Floyd was crying for his mama, all black women like had to activate or unite. And uh, that don't really sit well with me. It was sad that he was crying for his mama. You can hear that he knew he was about to die. And clearly the one person he knew that could protect him or ha- or probably had protected him in his life was his mama. Um, because most black women protect their black sons and black husbands and black brothers. But we, uh, and I, I might get some backlash for this, but I just don't think we should always be in mama mode for black men. We can't always be in mama mode for black men. We can't all y'all. I'm going to say it one more time. We cannot always be in mommy mode for black men um, because sometimes these black men will be the same black men that will rape us. that will take advantage of us. That will beat the shit out of us. You know, domestic violence um, within um, the black community is it's it's alive and well and so we cannot always go into mom mode for every black man and this is not anything against george floyd it's just the 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 mindset of we as black women having to protect them when I honestly, and like I said, if this don't apply to you, don't take offense. But when I don't see that same energy um, directed back for us, like I, black men overwhelmingly, they they don't have that same energy for us. They don't go into protective mode for us overwhelmingly like we do. And so I would just say pick and choose, you know, what you're willing to put your 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 risk your your life literally like people are getting harmed at protests like so pick and choose what you're really willing to risk your 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 life for your health and your safety um i i i personally i went to you know to protest you know i wanted to go protest and i was out there protesting not just for george floyd but for for black lives and for you know black women black trans women um anybody who any any um minority not just george floyd so i just want to make that clear and also i i have to be mindful um that i can't go to every one of them i can't i can't go to every one of them because guess what i have a black son that i have to be alive and well for and so I have to pick and choose. And so I went to the two that I knew were safe. And I mean, just from what I could tell from the organizers. And then I I did other things behind the scenes because I knew that I cannot risk putting my body on the line to the extent that some people do, because I have to live for and take care of my son. Um, and that's just that's just that. And so that's what I would. That's one thing I would say is just really, um, really just be be mindful of what you're willing to like fight for. And also, this might be my last thing. Um, just speak out more for for one another. Continue to use your voice. You know, ladies, black women, um, they're gonna. You know, I see we get a lot of backlash. I even had a family member. You know, kind of throw a dig basically saying like 
uh, a woman he shared something and a woman was saying how she don't prefer she don't feel protected by black men and he was like see this the stuff i be talking about y'all love to kick us when we down i see y'all and i i love him and he's always show me nothing but love and respect but i didn't appreciate his post and i let him know like if you are a man a black man who protects and um take takes up for black women like if you don't oppress us why are you offended when black women say when we say this is what is happening happening to us why are you offended listen you know what I'm saying? Listen to us when we say this is what is happen happening to us. And it and it makes me sad because by the time someone listens to us, it's too late a lot of times. You know, and so um continue to use your voice. Literally sometimes that's all we have. Sometimes for me personally, I'll just keep using myself ex as an example. And this is why this is such a passion for me, because I live the life of a black woman, a double minority, someone who is who experiences racism and sexism. I get overlooked at work. My voice is diminished at work. My voice will get diminished in a, in a group of men. I can remember when I was heavy in church, wanting to speak out about certain things and men shut me down. And so I have been sexually harassed so many times in my life, not abused, but harassed. And I don't appreciate it. So I'm going to speak my experience. And so I just will encourage you to continue to speak because sometimes that is literally all we have. The toying, all she had, and it just makes me sad. Like, all she had was her Twitter. She had to use the la her last mode of communication was to say what she had to say on Twitter. And if she didn't get a hold of her Twitter and, and it was able to say those last few things we really wouldn't wouldn't have known what happened to her and so um continue to use your voice and i will always be a person who magnifies the voice of black women and i appreciate everyone who does that i love to see black men uplifting black women like we uplift them and i just want to see a change i want to see our um our voices heard but i want to see actions and steps taken um behind them you know um we should we should feel protected because i promise you the most the most protected like like malcolm x said the most disrespected and unprotected person in america is a black woman and those are facts malcolm x spoke facts but the most protected is a white woman and that's very telling that their men protect them um, so I would love to see black men fall in line. And like I said, I'm going to say this one more time. If this does not apply to you, I'm not talking about you. I have three brothers and a father. And I be, I've been talking like this for years now. They don't get offended. They protect me. I know if anything ever pop off with me, my brothers got my back. My dad got my back. So they don't get offended. So if this is not pertaining to you, um, don't get offended, but but men, black men specifically, need to acknowledge their privilege, the, the male privilege that they have in society and how they also can be oppressors towards us. And so just acknowledge it. It's almost this is not exactly the same, but it's similar to how, you know, me growing up, I would hear, you know, dark skinned um, black women especially talk about how they experience colorism and 
at first I, I really didn't like it. And I, w- I always try to defend myself, um, me being, you know, considered light skin in, in, in society within my community. I felt like, well, I don't do those things. I'm not that type of light skin person. So they don't, that's not right. No, no, no. And then finally, I just realized like, be quiet. You do have a, a certain privilege because of your skin tone within your community. You don't you this does not apply to you but this is this is true for them though so you can't negate what they have experienced and you can't negate that you have had a privilege so now I just be quiet y'all say what y'all have to say I support it um if you have experienced colorism I I, I'm going to listen to what you say I'm going to believe you and um and I know that I'm not a a, a nasty like light-skinned person who um, pick, say, you know, tear darker skin people down. I know that that don't apply to me, so I don't even get offended. I actually listen and learn and I speak out against it, you know. So that's, that's it. So if you, if you are a man, speak up for us, take up for us, you know, help us, help us. We need each other more than anything. Like we need each other. I love black men. I want to marry a black man, a black man, um, have his children, you know, continue, continue for us to, to have upward mobility and equality, all those things. I love y'all, but we need y'all to, to speak out for us more. And black women continue to use your voice, continue to use your voices, pick and choose your battles. That's all I'm saying because because it's not going to always be reciprocated. So I would say don't waste energy. Don't risk, don't risk your life sometimes because you probably won't get that back. Um, and that's all I have. This was, like I said, this was more of a rant than like a podcast, but I definitely wanted to, um, I wanted to just really, I just wanted to use my platform or page of my diary podcast to also, um, talk about the, the, um, experience, the experience of, of, of a black woman. And I wanted to just basically debunk the myth of the strong black woman because that that language is harmful like we have to stop that that language of the strong black woman is harmful we are women black women are not superhuman you know what i'm saying we get tired we we bleed we we are emotional we go through mental health things just like everybody else and that needs to be acknowledged and recognized and so um, that's all I have today. I'll be back next week with another podcast. Um, you all know to find me on social media, Latanya Yarber on Facebook, at a page in my diary on Instagram. And then you can stream my podcast on YouTube, a page in my diary on YouTube. And then I'm on Spotify and iTunes. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>